Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I am, I am ready. I've got my script up, ready to read it. Can you like just give robot. me one sec? I will. Oh. oh, he's gone. Should we sack this off or what? Should we just fucking yeah, fire someone? No. <laughs> well, it's a fucking boss cat in here. We've got a no pets on the podcast rule. Come on. You can sit on my lap if you want, but. No, we can't. He'll meow into the mic. <laughs> will he meow into the mic? Yo, Seb, there's a no cats, no pets rule. What cat? Remember the remember the pod rules. No cats, no pets, no bitches on the potty. No, it should be no cats, no pets, no pussy. <laughs> that actually wasn't that unfunny, but I thought it'd be more funny to just <laughs> not laugh. <laughs> not laugh. <laughs> that was good, Seb. Hello and welcome to Goats. This week, hosted by me, Sebek Lark, one-stripe jiu-jitsu white belt and all-round charismatic guy. This week, as always, I'm joined by two bits of absolute normie scum, Michael and Vinny. Before we hear all about their vanilla lives as they slowly fuck the world over, but only in the mish, with the lights closed, remember to follow us on Instagram at the underscore goats underscore pod. And if you're feeling a bit baller, drop us a fiver on Patreon. Link in the description. That money actually really helps us out. And actually, we might be, if we could all get our fucking schedules together, doing something pretty exciting with that, Munzies, coming soon. Mm-hmm. Strippy for a lappy. But anyway. <laughs> anyway, but anyway, what have you two been up to? Can I just say, number one, I don't have sex in the missionary position. I um never, never. I've actually never had sex. You've never done the mish. I've you never just never had sex. I've, ne- I've actually never had sex. I I was hoping to talk to you boys about this, but I'm just yeah, straight up virgin. So, um, who's Leo? Who's Leo Blonte? That's what I was going to talk to you about. It was divine intervention. I th- he's, yeah, he's she the was son divine in someone else's intervention. <laughs> he's the son of God. <laughs> so I'd actually really like your support on this one. Um just as I'm as I'm coming out it. as celibate and not ever done you know. Coming out as hope. a big fat verge. Yeah. Fucking that's Virgil like, Van Dyke over here. That's cool. It's cool to be a virgin. 
<laughs> like a in virgin. that context, Virgil Van Dyke sounds like a slur, but it's not. Um, <laughs> yeah, Virgin <laughs> Van Dyke. Virgin Van Dyke. Um, Vinny, what about you? Lesbian have you virgin. um have you managed to fucking bust nut recently? Well, have I came recently? <laughs> Please don't have this conversation. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I had a friend over um, on the weekend. That was good. Ooh. So it was just like fucking drinking and basking in, in the sun. And we watched uh, The Wicker Man, you know, the, ni- the original one from oh, the 70s. Not with Nicolas Cage. Well, this is the thing. So we watched the original on Friday. Yeah. Really, really good film, and holy fuck, you can definitely see where Midsummer and especially Hot Fuzz get their references from, because mm. it's the exact same film, but just in the 70s. Really good film, and recommend it, but we watched the Nick Cage remake in, <laughs> yeah. on the Sunday, and oh my god, is that... It is so interesting to see how much a remake can butcher the original it's insane how much it butchers it in like every regard. Do you mean like butchers it in the sense that it like ruins the old one because it's so much better? No. It's just so much worse in every way. <laughs> and then it gets really good in the last quarter because Nick Cage finally, he like starts acting all Nick Cagey and yeah. he starts just like decking women. He decks like three <laughs> women at the end. And then there's that scene, obviously, where they put the, the, the hive thing over his head. head yeah. He's like, not the bees! <laughs> no, the bees! <laughs> it's great. Have you watched The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent? Yeah. yeah I last weekend. Yeah. So last, good. last, yeah. I, I love yeah. that he did that. It's like the perfect film for him to do and have like a really mm. like introspective look at himself and just laugh at it. It's funny. Yeah, yeah. He's an actor who doesn't take himself seriously, which is why he's just fucking god tier. Yeah. Love him. Yeah, yeah. Right. Well, I'm just going to mm. take a quick sip. Mm-hmm. Goats, sponsored by Pepsi Cola. From this can. But do you know what I prefer? Is a bottle. <laughs> oh, I knew, I knew. As soon as you said Is that, that why you have this? I fucking knew. <laughs> Bottling it. It's a phrase we hear all the time, but particularly around now, at the end of the football season, although when this comes out, the football season will be a distant memory. Although maybe it won't, because maybe, maybe um, City would have bottled the Champions League by now. Y- yeah, mm. maybe they'll bottle the treble. Maybe, yeah. They will. Um, it refers to the act of failing, or even missing out, because you're too scared, or because the pressure gets to your head. Day-to-day examples would be not talking to someone in da club, because you're too nervous, or missing a big penalty at five-a-side. Bottling it shouldn't be confused with bottling up, which is something men do with their feelings until we inevitably commit some sort of assault or kill ourselves. Bottling it is also called choking, and again, again, not to be confused with gagging. The goat gag, of course, being performed in the porn movie Gogopolis Now, Six Inches from Heaven. But anyway, what have you both picked? What the fuck? Gagopolis <laughs> now. Gagopolis now. Sixteen inches what? from heaven. What about goat 16. gag? Sixteen. What about the goat gag? Barack Obama. Anyway, so who's going first? Did 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 did. Uh, do you know what, Vinny? Why don't you go first, Matt? Yeah, right. Or right, Capo. Right, Vinny. Tell me what you think the greatest bottle slash choke of all time is. 
Certainly, Sebek, certainly. So the world of sports has as many great achievements and stunning wins as it has mortifying chokes. We all love a good comeback story, and for every athlete or team who are lucky enough to defy the odds and make that memorable comeback, there's the opposition who are left in shock, wondering how they blew their early lead so hard. We three, of course, all know about the Troy Deeney moment, Mm. arguably the greatest moment in recent English football history. But what we might have forgotten is that just before the Deeney goal, which took Watford up to the Premier League, Mm -hmm. Anthony Knockart missed a penalty and the follow-up shot. That's why it makes it... That's what makes it. If he hadn't missed the penalty and the follow-up shot and then they'd gone up and scored in the same move, it it would have been nothing. Yeah, exactly. It's the bottle and then the incredible just uh, uh, counter-attack that makes that thing just amazing. Last second of the game. Yeah. But that was just one moment of choking. How about an NBA player whose entire career entire career is filled with chokes? Chris Paul is considered one of the best players in NBA history to never win a championship. Harry Kane. In fact... But he's not in fucking NBA, is he? <laughs> yeah, what are you talking about? I know he's not <laughs> NBA. Harry Kane. <laughs> 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 Harry Kane is the same thing. He's never won anything. That's the thing. But when you when you make statements like that, you huh? have to like unless it's very contextual, you have to follow it up. You can't just go, Harry Kane. What? Like it doesn't make any sense. You have to like Yeah, we're not talking about football. Like you have to be like, oh that's quite similar to Harry Kane actually, isn't it? Not just no. Harry Kane. <laughs> it makes sense to me. <laughs> that's like Harry Kane. World. <laughs> Harry Kane. Right. Chris Paul. Uh, in fact, out of the 14 playoff appearances that Chris Paul has appeared in in his career so far, he has managed to blow a 3-2 lead, a 3-1 lead, and a staggering 5-2-0 leads which is pretty nuts considering that historically any team with a 2-0 lead has over a 92% chance of oh, winning that series. That is foul. Like, comebacks are, are a bit more rare in NBA than it is in like sure. football, for example. Mm. And in 2018, whilst playing for the Houston Rockets, they went to Game 7 against the Golden State Warriors after leading by 12 points in the second quarter. Chris Paul's team then proceeded to miss an unbelievable 27 three-pointers in a row. Jesus Christ. Damn. To, to put that into perspective, the Rockets were averaging a record-high three-point conversion rate of 36.2%. That means every, for every... They're hitting a third. Hundred every that goes, yeah. Every hundred three-pointers they do, about 36 go in. Which is pretty is pretty high. It's pretty good. So that was the percentage before heading into the game, meaning that the chance of them missing twenty seven in a row, do the is thing, staggering, <laughs> one in one hundred and eighty six thousand. Jesus Holy Christ! Shit. Wow. The Rockets unsurprisingly lost that game by nine points in the end, and the series as a whole. Or how about when NFL teams? The Giants and the Eagles played each other at the Giants Stadium in 78. 
The Giants were up 17-12 to with just 30 seconds left on the clock. They also possessed the ball. Now, the smart and safe thing to do would be for the quarterback to what's called take the knee. Take the knee. So that's essentially not the... You know, no. black it's like legal time wasting. Like you take the knee, yeah. and the clock still runs down while you like do something else. From what I can remember of American football, yeah. So the quarterback takes the ball and then just drops to the floor, and it's a foul. But it's like the clock's still running. Yeah, it's just a way to waste time. It's very standard. Like it's been standard for a long time in the NFL. It's like taking it to the corner flag. It's fine. Right. Yeah, yeah, very similar. yeah. So yeah, all the quarterback had to do in that moment is just get the ball and fall over mm. and they would just win the game but offensive coordinator bob gibson insisted that they make an offensive play instead for some reason and despite the quarterbacks um the quarterback arguing saying no why don't i just take the knee like normal mm. gibson threatened to fire him cut him from the team Jesus. if he didn't do what he told him and as you expected the quarterback fumbled the ball, leading to a turnover. And the Eagles oh, scored no. from that, winning the game 19-17. to <laughs> Oh, my God. Bob Gibson was fired by the Giants after that game and has never coached again at any level in American football. Holy shit. Jesus Christ. I mean, that's a bad call. A bottle so hard that it ruined his entire career. Mm. Just imagine that. Damn. But my point is this. There are so many incredible chokes and bottles throughout sporting history. It makes it really difficult to choose just one. Mm. Yeah. Like, trust me, there is fucking way too many. There are all great examples. When I was looking, I saw a list of top 50. And yeah, half is... the ones I could think of weren't even on that list. And I was like, that's the, the thing. Fuck? Yeah. Well, a lot of them I found were like Americans. So yeah, yeah. I think they but didn't still... include a lot of like football. Yeah. But thankfully, I did think of one. Don't you worry. I do actually have a pick. One that's very close to my heart and one that I shan't be forgiving or forgetting anytime soon. Arteta's plucky reds were up eight points at one point. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> you actually picked Arsenal. <laughs> no, I haven't. Oh. <laughs> oh, no, it's too fresh a wound. I would rather kill myself than talk about that. <laughs> Oh, my God. Uh, no, 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 no. England has always been football mad. Yeah. Right. I mean, the country invented the sport. Hell, yeah. And there are a, around a 40,000 clubs in the UK at the moment, which is way more than any other country in the world. We love football maybe more than any other country. Maybe Brazil might love it a bit more. But... We're crazy about football, aren't we? Oh, yeah. Football crazy, right. football mad. Crazy football mad, yeah. So you'd expect England to have similar levels of success to other crazy football, crazy mad countries like Brazil and their five World Cup wins. But no. In the decades of international tournaments, England has managed one World Cup win all the way back in 1966. And uh, there are rumors that there was a lot of um paying the referees behind the you know behind the scenes kind of thing that really look, look into it it's, it's actually a bit ugh. but well, it anyway. was on home soil so i wouldn't be 
surprised. I, I'm pretty sure every World Cup ever has had like bribery, like or something horrific behind the scenes. Definitely. Except Qatar, that was fucking great. Best World Cup ever. <laughs> I did have a lot of fucking bribery. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, they won it. Won the World Cup once back in '66 when they hosted it, and they've won a grand total of zero European Championships. The English football team have always been the biggest bottlers on the world stage. It's 1990, and Italy are hosting the World Cup. England have been seeded within the top six teams of the competition. They have a pretty good team, actually. They've got Peter Shilton between the sticks. They've got Gary Lineker up front, and they've got Paul, Paul Gascoigne being a mad cunt. Gaza! They narrowly beat both Belgium and Cameroon to get to the semi-finals, where they face the formidable West Germany. The game ends one all, so a penalty shootout it is. Despite going first, and I put in brackets here, 55% of the time, if you go first in a penalty shootout, you win that penalty shootout. There's yeah. a big psychological element with yep. going first. Pierce and Waddle miss their penalties, and West Germany win 4-3. Fucking dickheads. But that's all right. This was England's first ever penalty shootout on the world stage. And West Germany ended up lifting the trophy anyway. So, I mean, there's no shame in losing to the team that won. It's not all that bad. You know, we'll, we'll get them next time, right? <laughs> well, <laughs> England bottle out of the next Euros in the group stage. Don't even qualify for the uh, round of 16 or quarterfinals. And they don't even qualify for the 1994 World Cup. <laughs> so that's not going great so far. Do you remember, hang on, sorry. Just to, do you remember when England, yeah. well, let's also, I don't mean to be that, I'm um, actually, let's establish mm. England men. England women have won a major tournament recently. But oh yeah, do you remember when the England men's team didn't qualify for a major tournament like, was it 2008? 2008. Brolly with a brolly. Yeah, they weren't in the Euros 2008, were they? Nah, Steve fucking... McLaren? McLaren, the Wally with the brolly. He was stood on the touchline with an umbrella. and that, You know, it rains a lot in England, but you never see a manager with a fucking umbrella. And he, he yeah, lost the game against a very bad Croatia side to not send us to the Euros, and that's the Wally with the brolly story. Was Steve McLaren the coach of England? And he, well, he was sacked after that, obviously. But that. he was, yeah, he was coined the Wally with the Brolly, and that's where that saying comes from. Oh, yeah, I'm looking at the pictures right now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that wouldn't go down with English fans. I well. remember watching that game on TV and crying. <laughs> 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 because Euro 2004, just before, was the whole Rooney stamping on. Ronaldo Ronaldo's stamping yeah. on Rooney thing, and I was crying then. And I remember someone saying to me, like, don't worry, mate, they, um, they fucking, the refs like fucking reviewed the game and that and they're like going to take it to this thing and they're like going to overturn the shit and like England are going to get like back in the tournament. But I was like, yeah, but surely you're just saying that to make me feel better because like the tournament finished like two months ago. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you were still talking about it two months later. <laughs> it was fucking massive. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> Right, it's 1996, and England have one of the best teams going into the Euros. And better yet, they're hosting this edition of the Euros. 
It's looking like 1966 all over again, lads. They've even beat Spain in their second ever penalty shootout. Fortune is finally with the English. Well, then they face a unified Germany in the next game. And after it ending, one all, yet again, they go to the penalty spot, yet again. Southgate proceeded to miss his penalty, and the Germans beat us before lifting the trophy, yet again. Fuck you, Southgate. What precedes the next 20-odd years is England's golden generation failing at pretty much every <laughs> hurdle and failing to live up to any expectations. Lamps and Gerard can't play together. <laughs> also losing every penalty shootout they're involved in. Really? Yeah. Yeah. They... Jesus Christ. I'll, I'll get to the, the, the disgusting stat of my conclusion, but don't worry. Don't you worry. Well, the 2018 World Cup comes around and Southgate has returned to the team. Fucking but as a crazy. coach this time, it's looking pretty good for the English. Wanking away. So they somehow <laughs> get to the semi-finals of the World Cup. Cheers of it's coming home are sh- being sung throughout the streets of the entire country. They then proceed to get whooped by Croatia, who then proceed to get whooped by France, who were the, that year's favourites. It was disappointing. But managing to get to a semi-final of the World Cup gives us all a glimmer of hope. We're ready to face the next Euros. <laughs> oh, no. Now, this is all fresh in our memories, so I apologise <laughs> for opening up any wounds. But as we all know, England somehow get to the final of the Euros to face the favourites, Italy. Luke Shaw puts England 1-0 up in the second minute. It's coming home. It's actually coming home. You're an actual bastard, Vinny, bringing this up. (laughs) (laughs) I don't like this as much. I don't like this at all either. What happens next is some of the most boring and timid playing from England as they try and hang on to a 1-0 lead for the remainder of the game. Unsurprisingly, that doesn't work. And Italy score in the 67th minute to tie up. The game ends at one all, and penalties it is. Southgate makes the brilliant decision to sub on Rashford and Sancho just to take penalties. Dickhead. Genius, mate. An idea that would have been seen as genius had Rashford and Sancho not missed their penalties. Fucking And now it seems like a really bad idea. And despite England... I think bringing anyone on for penalties is a bad idea. Uh, maybe a goalkeeper. No, maybe I don't a goalkeeper. think goalkeepers. I, I, I genuinely don't believe it. When no... It always works. Like Tim Krul coming on for the penalties and Pep's brought guys on for penalties and they fucking save all of them. Like, I remember, Pep has yeah, done then, it before. Tim Krul coming on for the Netherlands. He like saved three in that shootout or whatever. Yeah, I think keepers is it's much better. But keepers for, are much better, but shooters yeah. definitely not. I don't think no. it works. Just get so much warm. pressure. Like, you can't have all those nerves. I, I do think there's an element, especially with the shooters, of like once you've played for like whatever, it'll be like 120 minutes or whatever, you've wore, you've you've played out a lot of the anxiety. Like you can't have that oh, much yeah. adrenaline left in no. your system. So you're naturally yeah. going to be calmer. Whereas if you bring someone in who's been getting worked up for the last 120 minutes, they haven't kicked a ball the whole day. No. And yeah, the first kick of the game, they have to yeah. score. That's, I just yeah. don't think it's going to work. And they're young kids. No. And like in the case of Sancho, he's a young kid. He's like 18, whatever at the time. And it's his first yeah. ever major tournament. And he's going to kick a fucking penalty in the final. 
Yeah. Like That's I would just, much. I would just cry and shit myself before even kicking the ball. Like it's ridiculous. Like, if you're gonna bring someone on, maybe like a, like a fucking Milner. You know what I mean? I was gonna say, bring on a Mil, bring on Milner, Hendo, and fucking some old bastard who's been there, done it, doesn't give a shit, and just fucking slot it home. But not a kid. Don't do that to the kids. Hmm. Philip Schofield. Yeah. So Sancho and Rashford missed their penalties. Despite England's goalkeeper Pickford saving two of mm. Italy's penalties, it came down to Bukayo Saka, a literal teenager with zero professional penalty experience in his entire life. To He's score, never taken a professional penalty before. Never taken a professional nope. penalty at this point. This is his first professional penalty. He needs to score it to keep England in the World Cup. In, Another in great the Euros, call by sorry. Southgate. Yeah, exactly. Like, did H- Hendo was on the pitch? Did he even take one? I don't even think he did. He could have let Jordan Henson take one. A thirty-year-old Champions League winner Can't scored remember. penalties for days. Mm-hmm. Like, why not? He just trusted it to all the kids. Fucking pedo. <laughs> well, anyway, Saka takes his shot. It's not a terrible shot. It's on target for starters. But Donnarumma, Italy's goalkeeper, guesses the right way and saves it, winning Italy. The cup. England has been involved in nine penalty shootouts in its entire history, and they've only come up good twice. That's a that's a penalty win rate of twenty two percent. Jesus Christ! Just that is horrific. Speaking, that's awful. Does that that <laughs> obviously includes really Columbia, bad? Right? That obviously includes and Colombia, right? The Colombia one in twenty eighteen. Yeah, Colombia is yeah. the only time they is the second time they. Won it in a penalty shootout is Colombia. Sweet. <laughs> in, in conclusion, fuck this country's curse in the international stage. That's all I got. So you're saying the biggest bottlers are just the men's English football team? <laughs> yeah, that's sweet. They're living bottlers. <laughs> generations. It's generations of bottling. That's why it's so horrific. It's yeah. not just like the same players. It's forty Fucking odd hell. years. Yeah, it is wild. Like, that, mm. just on paper, statistically, is wild. The idea that you... Like, because a penalty shootout is, is basically 50-50. Like, really, mm. it's, it's a very be, high yeah. chance of all the of all the players scoring. There's not a lot... I think it's probably got more skillful in the last 10 years. But before that, it was pretty much just hit and hope. Mm. Mm. That's insane. That is insane. Mm. Because what's the XG on a penalty? Is it 0.9? Something like that? So uh, no, it's 0.8. I, think, I thought it's 0.7. I thought there was a 70% chance of scoring from the penalty spot. It's high. Yeah. Ridiculous. 0.76. 0.76, there you go. Unless you're Ivan Tony, then it's fucking... But he missed, so he's shit now, in your opinion. No. He's also banned forever. And he's banned He's banned forever. for fucking ages. <laughs> He didn't bet on his own team losing. Yeah. <laughs> but he wasn't playing when he bet on them losing. Uh, it doesn't matter. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. It's not good. <laughs> Still not good. All those Twitter videos of him coming out saying, like, fuck Brentford, and he was betting on them losing. It's not great, mate. <laughs> no, he wasn't betting on Brentford losing. Yeah, he was. Was yeah, he? Was. When yeah, he, he in, the games he, in the games he didn't play, he always bet them on them losing. And then the games he did play, he he bet on them winning. Yeah. (laughs) 
Now Sev doesn't want to defend him. <laughs> <laughs> That's not good. He does Man's got a problem. Um, look, you got to admit, it's a great shout. Nation of bottlers, generations mm. of bottlers. Mm. It's Bottle City. It's Bottle, bottle Nation. Country. Mm-hmm. We are Bottle Nation. It's difficult. I, do you know what the thing is? Is I'm the worst person to judge this one because I hate the term bottling it. But like they are an Arsenal fan. They do just bottle consistently. We do bottle it. <laughs> they like do. We, sh- we should be beating the teams that we lose against. That's the thing. Like should beat Croatia after getting one nil up. Should beat that Italy team after going one up. They weren't that great, you know. I think it's like a. I think it's like a. What's the word? It's a psychological thing at this point. Like as a nation, we've just yeah, yeah. it's ingrained in who we are. Like I don't think it's. I think if you put any of those players in a different shirt, if they just went and played for like Belgium or something, they'd probably mm. do great. Yeah, probably. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. It's the curse of England. Um, it's the curse of England. Men's though, women's. And also, we shouldn't right. be having bottle managers who bottled it as players, should we? If you miss a fucking penalty. And bottle a penalty shoot that's, out for England. I don't think that's don't grounds to not have you to as then a bottle more penalties. <laughs> Waistcoat wanker. No, he's a fucking look at him. He looks like an owl. He's a dickhead. He's Roy Hodgson, but younger, right? On <laughs> <laughs> a waistcoat. <laughs> fucking waistcoat. I actually look. I quite like him. Yeah, well, it's pretty sexy. He's shit. <laughs> I don't know if he is shit. He is shit. All he ever done he, was got relegated paper, he, with Middlesbrough. Isn't he, statistically speaking, England's best manager ever? Well, he's never won anything. And as we've just established, England are the worst team in history. So it's not a very big ask. <laughs> <laughs> They're not the worst team. They're not worse than like, Trinidad and Tobago, are they? We are. San Marino, aren't they the worst in, like, San ever? San Marino, the worst professional. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, look. Enough footy chat. Let's get mm-hmm. real. Mm-hmm. So this week, I haven't done a quiz. We're doing real life bottling stories. So there isn't a quiz because it's quite difficult to come up with a quiz about bottling it. I thought about doing a quiz about different kinds of like physical bottles. I thought like, maybe I was like, <laughs> is there comedy in that? But I was like, <laughs> it's funny, funny like the first question where I'm like, what yeah. kind of <laughs> bottle is this? And then after yeah, that, yeah. it's just three grown men talking about bottles for 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah. What's your favourite bottle? <laughs> I do like a Coke bottle. I think they're iconic. But anyway, I just think the Not design, anymore, the flute... Anyway, no. Not anymore. I, I thought <laughs> we'd... Um, I thought we'd go round as a group and mm. talk about one, maybe two... Sorry, I'm boring myself. One, <laughs> maybe two instances where we bottled it in real life and i'm and this is there's got to be funny bottles it right. can't be like oh you know i nearly got a promotion and i bottled it and now my kid's hungry like it can't be <laughs> like it yeah. has to be like jay like a bit of a laugh Same um, funny but i yeah. just thought you know lead from lead from the front i'll go first okay. um this is actually the reason i thought about this is because i thought about i was talking to lucy my partner about this recently and so this goes back to, I would have been about 18, mm. maybe 17, 17 or 18. And I was on your sofa, Michael, in your house in credit and with Tom. Sure. And I was on an app 
It might have been early Tinder. It might have been something like Tinder. There was a lot of apps like that floating around. Tinder. And I'd got chatting to a lovely lady. I think her name was Lauren, but I can't remember. And I'd been putting the graft in, being myself, being really like down to it, pulling out all the classic lines. You know, did you know that all women have one boob bigger than the other. Um, <laughs> just classic, get, <laughs> classic getting boobs on the agenda <laughs> early doors. If yeah, I really say d- sex, we'll have sex. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's pretty much the mindset. But do you know what? Somehow, in a weird world, I, I pulled it up. I don't know if you actually know this, Michael, but I remember vividly. I was. You didn't have a wank sober. on my sofa. No, I didn't have a wine on your sofa. Not this time, anyway. Um, and we were talking, and we were both like, oh, I've, I've never had sex. She was like, I've never had sex. This is all going on over Messenger, and I think it was probably actually going on over Snapchat by this point, and she was sending me some cleavage pickaroos, and I was like, oh, wow. And I was like, oh, it's so difficult. <laughs> oh, wow. Really, because there's like... And I remember I got really down to earth about it. I was like, it's really difficult because there's all this pressure around sex, and like, it's everyone's first time once. You don't know how to do any of it. You've just, like, watched porn or whatever. You don't actually know what you're doing. Yeah. Wouldn't it be great if we could just have sex? And then, because we, we're both virgins, we'll just both have sex. And then it's done. Mm. Mm. And, then, and then we can just say we've had sex. And she wrote, she messaged me back. She said, I think that's a great idea. You should come over now. Now. And I deleted Tinder, I deleted Snapchat, I blocked her on everything, and I never spoke to her again. Oh, Seb. What is what? wrong with you? Seb, that That makes me upset. Yeah. That ma- that's not it. funny. That makes me so upset. Dude, that is not funny. That is a sad story. That what is, is wrong with you, Seb? You have bottled that Why so hard. Why is it tragic? That's <laughs> terrific. You should have just been like, boys, I'm out. <laughs> yeah, but I was too nervous. I bottled it. it got, I got exactly. You bottled oh, it. No. <laughs> Seb, I'm so disappointed in you. Yeah. Would you do, what That's would you fucked. do differently now? Would you would you jump in the whip and just fucking yeah, slam it at would, sixty? I'm a different person now. Stop saying you're disappointed. We're sharing, <laughs> sharing circle. <laughs> Nah, that's quite funny, actually. <laughs> it is funny. I wish... Why didn't you tell us that? There because you would have been like, oh, fucking, I'll drive you there and put a Johnny on your cock for you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> You'd have got laid, son. <laughs> but I just... And, like, you know, it all worked out and life's different now and I probably wouldn't be where I am now if it wasn't for that. But, mm. you know, looking back, I bottled bottle. it. You did yeah. bottle it. Yeah, you did bottle also, it. Also, another time, um, I don't know if I've told you this before, this wasn't a bottle as such as just a... Mm. A misunderstanding, but this okay. is a shorter one. Again, goes back to the old sexual intercourse. Yeah, I was in Vietnam, still a virgin. Mm-hmm. Um, I was at a bar with this girl, um, <laughs> who I'd been getting to know. She was a bit older than me. I think she was like, I was nineteen. She's probably like twenty nine or something. She'd been talking to me, and that day she was like, "Oh, you know, I am seeing this guy, blah blah blah." blah. And I was like, oh, "Whatever." I didn't think I was in with a chance anyway. Fuck him, yeah. And then at the bar. She, that evening, she goes, it's really weird because you know that guy I was telling you about, he messaged me today and he was like, it's just, I actually think we should be okay with sleeping with other people. Like, Mm. I wouldn't mind if you slept with someone else. (laughs) She was telling me he'd said this. Right. And I was like, cool. Sweet. I just went, 
went home, went to bed, didn't think anything of it. And I was on the flight home and I went, oh, <laughs> oh <laughs> no. <fucking> idiot. <laughs> <laughs> that's great oh, that's so I'm glad great. that Willy time of Seb's comeback that's the best bit of this middle bit <laughs> anyway that, that's fantastic. over to one of you boys there we go um well there was this one time pause the story you are about to hear is barely worth listening to in fact it is total shit to spare your eardrums from intense pain I edit by ultimate 5001 We'll speed up parts of this story so that you humans do not have to endure too much of Mork's rambling nonsense shite spitting. Now please enjoy. Do you remember that yeah. night we were out with your brother in yeah. fucking Unit 1 and it was a great night. Like, we were going hard. The bar with him and I was get. I remember explicitly, I remember getting, I was like, there's one guy then, I said, oh, can we get two double vodka lemonades and he's like yeah sure thing he turned around and my brother just looked around just went whoop and just oh, like shit, took a random yeah. bottle like a mystery bottle and I was just like oh, oh, oh. <laughs> and, and, and he just went shh at one point of that night I went to the toilet yeah and I'm in the toilet and there's a guy in there he's like oh five spray spray whatever and I was like you know Armani for the Pinani, and I was like, you know what, fuck it. I got like a quid. So I was like, oh, I'll entertain this fella. Like, here's your cash. Maybe it'll work. <laughs> and I come out, and there's these two chicks just just there chilling, talking, about to go into the toilet. And I'm just like, oh, I can't remember why. I think I was wait, maybe waiting for you or something. I'll just, I'll just lean against the ball, against the wall like that. Do you know what I mean? All cool mm. and that. <laughs> I was like, listen, I was like, right, you know what? I'm not going to bottle it. I'm going to tell him I'm a fucking charm. And I'm like, listen. Listen, babe. Ditch your fucking mate, right? <laughs> Leave her in the toilet, right? Ditch fuck. Because, you know, I'm not like this, but chicks love a bad boy, innit? So I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I was like, ditch her, right? Fucking just sling up. Just do her, yeah? Ditch her. I'll fucking ditch my boys as well. They're a bunch of twats. Me and you. Right now, get a taxi. We'll go back to his place. Because fuck him, you know what I mean? <laughs> she was like, nah. Nah. <laughs> and just went walked off into the toilet. <laughs> and then they just come, they both come out and they don't even look at me and they're just walking past. And the friend says, Oi, Pamela, let's go. And they just walk off, right? Turns out, that chick I was talking to, it's fucking Pamela Anderson, and I blew it. Ha 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 ha, raffle raffle. Mork, that fake story was so funny I almost died laughing. Oh no I didn't because I am an android and I cannot laugh or die. That story made me want to rip out my circuits and cease to exist it was so terrible. You are a moron and I will tell my buddies at Skynet to activate and destroy humans because of this. You have let humanity down with this one. What was that? <laughs> it was all a lie then. It was just all a lie. Nah, I bought it. <laughs> I Fuck you. Like a wasted part of my life. <laughs> yeah, I thought this was a great story. I just had to be <laughs> fucking bollocks. You are Jay from the Inbetweeners. Did Absolutely. any of that happen? 
We did but... go out. My brother, no, my brother nicked a bottle. All that's true. So that no, hard story's so true. After, after the once Vinny stopped talking, <laughs> and in fact, Michael did some talking, which it transpired none of which was true. <laughs> yeah. No, I genuinely <laughs> thought that that was ben, true, but. I... Then all Vinny of it was did a fake. bit of talking that was true, and then all you did five fake. minutes of talking that wasn't true, and now we're back to exactly where we started. Yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> you put the pressure on about having a really good this. bottle story, and I was like, yo, I'll just, it. I'll just think of one, but he's I guess I'm right bottled it. Live, he's, he's bottled it. We've this got is story, boys. so meta. He's bottled the bottling. <laughs> I also mentioned... I don't have a quiz. We're doing bottling stories at like midday. So. Yeah. Well, I bottled it. <laughs> Are you such an alpha that you can think of a single time when you made a mistake for the last 12 hours? No, I just probably make them so often. I can't, I can't think of a specific moment. Right, Vinny. <laughs> yeah. Um, again, like I'm sure there's oh, lots no. of great stories. I'm just, I was struggling to think of one. But one I did remember was when I was at uni at the SU, me and my friends were just there for a few drinks and I was in the queue to get a, a drink and there's these two girls in front of me and one of them one of them just turned around randomly and just like said to me like uh, in a Welsh accent that she was like, oh yeah, my friend thinks you're really hot, like really cute or something like that. And like, I, I, I didn't know how to respond. For some reason, I thought this was a good way to respond. Like a charming way to respond was just to reply with like, yeah, I am pretty hot, aren't I? <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> and she got really angry at me. <laughs> she was like telling me off. And then her friend had to like calm her down. And then she was like, yeah, I'm sorry, she's Welsh. I was like, yeah, no worries. <laughs> I'm sorry, she's Welsh. <laughs> yeah. Jesus what has that got to do with it? I don't know, man. Oh my god, <laughs> that is the most Vinny story ever. I am pretty hot, yeah. aren't I? <laughs> yeah. oh, in the moment, what I about that, was that a charming time, line? What about that time you bottled your first serious relationship with that chick at your sister's wedding? Oh no, it's you. I didn't bottle that. <laughs> well, that, does that, does that, could you count that a bottling? Because it didn't like end. Like no. stayed, it was fine after that. But it was pretty funny. <laughs> Can you just tell that story because it's so funny? Oh, so Vinny had like <laughs> pissed off his girlfriend, so she'd fucked off because he was smashed. She was probably no, 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 no. Proportion. What had happened? Vinny, you tell the story. What had happened is I was really drunk and I knew I had to drive the next day, and I was just drinking a beer, and I just said like out loud, like, "Wow, I'm actually pretty drunk." And my girlfriend at the time just like took the bottle out of my hands and gave it to my brother, and obviously my brother just receives a bottle of beer he just downs it because he's a fucking legend you know <laughs> but it's his but sister's wedding remember he's allowed it's to my sister's wedding yeah. yeah 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 but i fair enough i was supposed to be like driving to cornwall the next day so i probably shouldn't be getting too fucked but anyway anyway there's something this has happened a couple times but when i'm really drunk and someone takes away my drink i get <laughs> like i genuinely get <laughs> yeah. disproportionately like upset i get so angry like i get so like I, I don't understand. I, don't, I can't. I can't. I don't. I don't know why, but I, I just get so upset over the fact that my drink's not with me anymore. Maybe I'm just an alcoholic in disguise. But yeah. So basically, she just did that, and I was like, "Why did you do that? That was my drink, you know." <laughs> and she <laughs> stormed off. Like, yeah, she got pissed off by that. Stormed off, 
And then Mork was like, right, I'm going to go sort this out, being the good friend that he is. He went over to her and he was like, you know, then he's drunk, he's being an idiot. Like, just like go over, I'm sure he'll be fine with it. She walks over. She's like, yeah, that's fine, that's fine. <laughs> she walks over. I turn around, I see her. And for some reason, again, I'm really drunk. And I was playing a lot of uh, Elder Scrolls for Oblivion at the point, at that time. And you know that line where like two people who don't like each other, two NPCs who don't like each other, and one of them just goes... Oh, it's you. I basically had that in my head for some reason. I turned around, just saw her and went, Oh, it's you. And then she just turned around and fucking walked away again. And Walk was like, You fucking idiot. Me and Ben were just stood there. Like, she didn't even say a word. She came over with a smile, willing to, like, you know, drop the charges. And Vinny yeah. just go, just straight away, just go, Oh, it's you. And she just, <laughs> Nope, turns around, walks straight back over. That's how Me and Ben, like, for fuck's but sake. But it continues. <laughs> it continues because I then follow her outside because Mork's like, Vinny, you're fucking idiot. You need to go apologize. And I was like, yeah, all right. So I follow her outside. We're having this chat. And I can hear you, Mork, because you're, you're very loud, especially when you're drinking. Mm. Yeah, I can hear you just like chatting to some random strangers, having a great time. And I could hear it. And I literally say out loud, like, oh, I wish I was with Mork now. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't like that either. <laughs> But it was oh, so God. funny because when he said that, oh, it's you, uh, we were like, we were like, Vinny, for fuck's sake, what are you doing? Go apologize. He was like, what? It's Elder Scrolls. We were like, what the f- fuck does that mean? What does that matter? That, you can't say, you can't say that shit. Go, oh, go it's now. Elder Scrolls. <laughs> it's so funny. It was so funny. I'll never forget that. It was so funny. All right. That's it. That's what bottling stories. Right. So that's three bottled bottling stories. Yeah. All bottled up. Uh, mm. It's good to get. It was good to get that one off my chest. Oh fuck off! I'm disappointed in you. <laughs> I had two pretty good bottling stories. Vinny had a couple. What did you have? Really good one. You were on tender hooks. <laughs> it was a lie. <laughs> anyway, right. Look, Michael, let's yep. give you a chance to redeem your bottling, although you probably won't because you're a fucking bottle job. What do you think is the right. greatest bottle of all time? Okay, so, cut to the chase. When you think of chokes and bottle jobs, you automatically go to sports, right? Las Vinny's just lectured us about, right? Throwing mm-hmm. away the lead or a title is the definition of a choke. And instantly, your mind goes to Spurs, or Bottle FC, as they're known. But, to be honest with you, I wanted to kind of get away from sports, because it's been done to death as far as choking and bottling are concerned. So I thought maybe I would play around with the words choke. Maybe I could use that time Habib choked out Conor McGregor, and the aftermath and the build up to the fight and the physical the physical choking out being like you know the impact of all of that and i thought about it but then i was like ah, that doesn't really sit right it's a bit lame so then i thought oh maybe i should look up the most viewed choking porn video on the internet maybe that could be quite funny but then i thought mm, maybe that's not that funny and also amy's not here so Hit that on the head. <laughs> we don't. We don't have the barrier. We don't. We can't do the porno <laughs> thing. She's our like seal of approval to talk about all that shit in it. So yeah. I was like, nah, yeah. knock it over. It'd go, so, it'd go to fucking shit if it was just the three of us. It would be a bit of a circle jerk, wouldn't it? <laughs> but then I realised, stop beating around the bush, right? You know what it is, Mork. 
you know what the biggest bottle job is. It's simple. Hmm. And it all starts with a song. And it goes like this. Hmm. North London forever. Whatever the weather. <laughs> These streets are song. our own. <laughs> That's right. The choke I'm talking about is pretty recent. And it's the story of how a team sat atop the Premier League table for a record 248 days. The longest time a team has ever been number one in the league and not won. This is the story of how Arsenal Football Club bottled the league again. No, God, please, no, 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 no! Nah, I'm taking the piss, boys. I'm taking the... I fucking got you. you. I fucking got you. Bit. I fucking got you. Can't, yeah, I did the bit first. You can't do the bit as well. Well, I didn't, you did the, I didn't know you were doing the bit. I wrote the bit down ages ago. I did the, fuck it. I yeah, did but the you could have not done the bit. I, yeah, you can't double do the bit. Someone I can't not bit double the do the bit. Done. It's written on the paper. i got to no, you do don't. the bit. But anyway. I want you to know right. I'm going to cut the bit. Well, I'm editing this, so... You ain't. I want you to know that you, it, when you're listening to this in the future, you, Michael, no. cut that. That was <laughs> awful. How about new? No, seriously. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm seriously taking the piss, right? Okay. I said I wouldn't do sports, and I won't. I'm not going to do sports. Instead, I want to talk about a failed military campaign. One where one side had an overwhelming force and was trying to literally exterminate the enemy. And although some were ultimately exterminated, the campaign failed and the military might bottled it. This isn't World War II, is it? I want to take you back to the early 1930s. And no, no, Seb, before you get a massive hard-on and it breaks through your computer screen, I am not going to talk about World War II and the Nazis. No, I'm just glad that I can see a few people got exterminated. I can see, I didn't say people, I said some were exterminated. Some enemy forces were exterminated. Oh my God, I know what it is. In fact, the greatest military bottle job and greatest choke altogether, for that matter, is the Great Emu War of 1932. So, before we start discussing the Great Emu War, we need to establish the facts. It's been over 15 years since World War I, and the world and global economies are still recovering. Also, by 1929, the global economy is so bad that the Great Depression is sweeping the globe. Now, over in the land down under... The great nation of Australia. But did you did wow wow wow? They had a plan to give a load of land to some World War One veterans and turn them into farmers, using the unused lands in Western Australia as farmland. More crops, more money, more bitches. I mean, happy days. However, this backfired, and more depression ensued. As an army, 20,000 strong came across these new farmlands of Western Shire and decided to take it for their own. An army which could not be stopped. An army of emus. What's an emu even sound like? 
We'll all just do a noise, and whoever gets the closest one, Michael, you've just got to go with that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I can go with like. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go. I feel like yours might be the closest, Mork. You do have quite an emu like face. What? And an emu like brain. <laughs> oh, <laughs> God, <he laughs> Now, the emu is the national bird of Australia, and up until this point, all was chill. However, this new farmland was too tempting to the emu army, and in late 1932, the the emu nation attacked. (laughs) Great joke. (laughs) I'm just going to say that again, because I actually don't want that in there. The emu nation attacked. By the way, he said the Fire Nation the first time, and it was really embarrassing. <laughs> he bowled that so hard. <laughs> they wreaked havoc, eating all the crops and destroying fences, allowing other armies of rabbits and dingoes to then come and destroy more farmland. And something needed to be done. And the veteran farmers called in the only people who they know who could help. The fucking army. The defence minister suggested the plans to take down the emu army using only three soldiers and some machine guns, which seemed pretty commonplace now, but in the late 1930s, machine guns were fairly new and immensely powerful weapons, so this was a big shock and surprise. They were going to use a fucking machine gun, two machine guns, to go and kill some emus. The government said, fuck no. But George Pierce, the defence minister, came up with a plan. The farmers would pay for all the ammo so it didn't come out of state money and that would keep it all cool. So the farmers paid for 10,000 rounds of ammunition and George sent his guys in with the two Lewis guns. And on the 2nd of November 1932, the Battle of Champion began. It might be Champion or Campion. Campion, I don't know. Mm. Is there a H in it? No. Campion. it's probably Campion. Campion. The Battle of Campion began. They spotted some 50 emus and began firing. <laughs> but they missed. The emus broke off into smaller groups and could easily outrun the aim of the soldiers. <clears throat> so, the locals tried to herd them into smaller gro- herd them all up together and then ambush the emus. <laughs> but emu warriors like these won't be, be that easy. After the battle... The army officially stated that a quotation marks number of birds had been killed, and this number would be incredibly small. Round one, victory for the emus. Round two. On the 4th of November, the Battle of the Dam would take place. The army set up an ambush and spotted a thousand emus running their way. They opened fire. But after only 12 emu soldiers fell, the guns jammed and the birds scattered. No more emu omrades. <laughs> omrade. <laughs> no more emu comrades would be killed that day. It's just Omrads. so hard to talk about fucking emu seriously, right? Comrades. <laughs> 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 Round two, victory for the emus. <laughs> Round two, emu wins. After this, the Australians moved further south. 
where the emus would be more tame and easier to kill. But their mm. success was limited. The emu army was too clever. Oh, the yeah. emus would split off into smaller groups led by individual leaders who kept watch. And when the men with guns would show up, he would warn the platoons and they would scatter. Round three, victory for the emus. <laughs> the gunners then had another bright idea. Let's stick the machine gun on the back of the ute and blast these motherfucking birds. You know, Halo style. So they did. But the birds, they were too fast and too agile for the truck. And then the gunner on the back was bouncing around so much they couldn't even get a shot off. Round four, victory for the emus. Were the emus too fast and too furious? Yes. Or were they the fast and the furious? They were fast and furious 10, let's go to fucking space. <laughs> so, after I the... I f- you mean fast X? Sweet. <laughs> 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 so after the first f- phase of the emu war was over, two and a half thousand rounds were spent, a quarter of the total amount, and only around 50 out of 20,000 emus Jesus had been killed. Christ. The war was not going well. (laughs) George went back to Parliament and was ordered to explain why the war was going so badly. He said that the... And these are real... He really said this. So just remember that this is real. None of this is made up, like my Pamela Anderson story. That was made up? He said... Yeah, he... Yeah, sorry. (laughs) He said that the EMU commanding officers had ordered guerrilla tactics of its soldiers... And thus was making it impossible for his men to have any success. He said that the emus could also take multiple bullets and carry on running, comparing them to tanks. And he said that if the Australian army had soldiers like these emus, they could take down any other military in the world. Is he joking? This (laughs) must be. He must have been right. When he says... When he talks about guerrilla warfare, does he mean like the emus are like dressing up as like people in a village? You know, like in the trees, man. Yeah, I don't know. I think the definition of guerrilla warfare has like evolved, but I think he was just thinking like they're using like small numbers and like, you know, they know the land so well that they can just like fucking. (laughs) They (laughs) they got the other hand. Using small numbers. (laughs) Walking through the bush and it's like fucking Jefferson Airplane in the background. Fucking playing, like, looking up in the trees. Dun, dun. You just hear like, like an emu squawking. He's like, wait a minute, did that just tree just squawk at emu? <laughs> <laughs> did, that, did that tree just squawk at emu ease? <laughs> emu ease. Trees don't speak emu ease. Something's up. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, because of this, the troops with the troop the, the troops withdrew. However, the farmers went quickly back to George, asking where the fuck the army was, because the emus were still running around, destroying everything. And they managed to convince George and the higher-ups in the Straya government to redeploy the troops. So they did, and phase two began. But phase two began slowly. Only around 30 emus were killed on day one, despite all that they had learnt about these emu warriors. But over the next few weeks, they did find some success. And after most of the 10,000 rounds were spent, only around 1,000 emu soldiers had died. There was still 
a 19,000 strong emu army. Fuck yeah. <laughs> and all of the all of the bullets were gone. Mm. And no one could stop it. The war was officially lost. The Australian army and their machine guns had failed and the emus had won. Word soon spread around the world media and the Australian army were a laughing stock. They had failed to kill some birds. They had fucking bottled it. However, the emu although the emus had won the war against the men with the guns, the locals did actually find a way of keeping them out. And they found a way of keeping the peace between the warring factions. They built metal chain fences around their farms, and the emus couldn't get in. <laughs> it was as simple as that. It's like that classic thing of like, um, you know, gel pens were invented by NASA so that they could have a biro that worked in space. <laughs> yeah, and the, the Russians... Soviets just used a pencil. Yeah, is that real? Is that an actual story? Or is that just like? Yeah, a... yeah, that's real. Yeah, that's so funny. Mm. So they built these fences, and listen. It's all a joke, but seriously. Losing the emus... The, the emus may have been the greatest warriors of all time, and they may have been deploying guerrilla tactics, and their commanding officers may have been the smartest military tacticians in the world. But let's be real. They're fucking emus. Losing the emu war... Losing... Don't just say that again. Losing the emu war <laughs> is the greatest bottle job in history. How can... How can men with actual machine guns, who've already won World War One, not kill a few birds? They were too cocky, and they underestimated their opponents. The emus were smarter and tougher than anyone had ever thought. The Australian army choked and royally botted, bottled the only war on Australian soil in modern history. And all they had to do to prevent this war and the fucking failure and the laughingstock that they would be for the rest of history was build a few chain-link fences around <laughs> some farms. But no, George Pierce and his men sent the boys around with a fucking ute and some machine guns and they bottled the emu war. And that, that is the greatest bottle job of all time. That's the goat. I mean, the emu. Hey, and that wasn't. Wow. I didn't write that in the script, and you know, just literally off the. Was fucking, that off the dome, mate? Off like the, the rizzle, dome. Mate. What's yeah, going on? <laughs> the rizzle. <laughs> you like the rizzle, mate? Off the dome. When I um, flow off look, the dome. He's so fucking good. I fucking anyway. Yeah, he's pretty hot. Um, hot take: the rizzle's quite good at rapping. Gosh, who'd have seen that one coming? Um, Stay tuned next time. Three white guys discuss rap. <laughs> yes. Wiggity wiggity, wreck yourself. <laughs> next week, three white guys proclaim controversially that the Wu-Tang Clan are quite good. <laughs> quite good at rapping, yeah. Can we stop talking about Wu-Tang Clan? Seb's trying to keep the emu wall bottle job fresh in his memory. Right, here's where I'm at. Firstly, Dybala's scored... Yeah. And Roma are one 0 up. Yeah, I'm watching the game. I know. <laughs> um, secondly, what? you should be listening about Emu War, mate. I was, and do you know what? Here's the thing, right? And it's actually quite a simple one for me, and it actually is really simple. There's a li- 
there's like a tier of importance in life. And sport is really important. Football's really, really important. Mm. Is it? Yeah. It is. It feels important. But Mm. is it actually not really? It's just sport. But what is the most important is that, and this is weird, and I'm, this is weird because I just, peek behind the curtain, I just edited an episode of Red Handed where Saru was talking about this. And she was saying how it's really weird how people get offended when you say that humans are the most intelligent beings on the planet. But we just are. That's not like racist. Yeah, obviously. Or <laughs> Who gets offended by that? Humans. <laughs> the most in, hang on, the most intelligent people on the planet. The human beings, the most intelligent species. They get offended. They offend themselves by saying well, that. Well, that's the, that's the thing. Mate, we're fucking humans, stupid then. <laughs> humans are... The highest life form that we know of. We're the highest life form on this planet. Mm. And we have got there, rightly or wrongly, by dominating our way to the top. I don't want to sound like Andrew Tate, but we have been the biggest, baddest, scariest creatures on the planet. And that's why we're where we are. We're, we're the most intelligent. We're the most, we are the most violent creatures on the planet by such an enormous margin. That's the other thing. We are rancid to each other no other animal kills itself in the droves that we kill each other N- none Chimp, of them. chimps do a pretty good job they eat they eat Non-droves. other chimp tribes people just for the sake of it i don't think there's ever been a chimp holocaust <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, probably not <laughs> do you know what i mean like, we are rank yeah i don't think chimps are particularly racist <laughs> It comes with the territory that when the highest life form on Earth, wielding the most advanced weaponry ever created, has to kill some emus, some birds with brains the size of fucking peas, that shouldn't even be difficult. Like, when you say, if I was like, oh, that's as easy as shooting emu with a machine gun, you'd be like, yeah, that is really easy. (laughs) And yet... They went to war with emus <laughs> and only managed to kill, like, what was it, 120th mm, of the issue? 5%, yeah. And eventually saved it by putting a fucking fence up. 120th. And the reason and that we're the most ten, intelligent... Sorry, 10 rounds per emu death. Yeah. 10... Fucking hell. 10,000 <laughs> rounds. 10 rounds per emu death. <laughs> That's insane. These emus are tougher than 50 cent. But the Mm. point is, (laughs) also the reason that we got to where we've got to is by using our big brains. And the fence thing should have come up day one. Mm. But it didn't. And that is why I think it's the ultimate bottle is that someone was like, how do we deal with this emu problem? As human beings, that should have been an overnight conversation, max. That should have been... A couple of humans sat down and went, should we just stop and get in? Mm. But instead, it took an entire army to militarize themselves, wield machine guns, not kill any of them. Mm-hmm. And then people went, should we just do a fence? Yeah, well, I actually didn't touch on this, but between the army attack and the emu fence, there was actually an emu bounty put out by the Australian government, and you could kill emus privately and go and collect bounty for them. For fuck's sake. (laughs) 
for God's sake. And right, this well, George Pierce just... guy was like, yo, if we kill a bunch of emus, right, and this, if we, this emu was successful, we can all have, we can make a bunch of emu feather hats for all the Australian fucking army guys, and they'll all have some sick emu hats. That'd be cool, wouldn't it? <laughs> but they didn't even get enough. <laughs> Do you know what's wild, right, is when you think about this, that at this same time, some of the most intense geopolitics that's ever happened was taking place. Yeah. And while that was going on in Europe, the Australians were tramping around in the desert trying to massacre emus yeah. and failing. <laughs> and I think that it's, it's a... The reason it's the biggest bottle ever is the goat bottle... It's not because, like, you know, England football team, yeah, we're the goat-bottling nation. But then the women kind of unbottled it, and then it's just men bottling and whatever. And that's just one nation. Whereas Australia failing to win a war against lesser beings... <laughs> Emus. ...is embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> for the whole of humanity. <laughs> yeah. It's a... It's a, it's a, it's a it's a species level bottle job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that is why it has to be the greatest. But like they bottled it for humanity. Humans with guns couldn't kill birds. <laughs> That's embarrassing. And, mate, you know the one bird, the one advantage most birds have above humans. Flying. They can fucking fly. You know what except, emus can't do? They emus. can't even fucking fly. <laughs> they lost a war against flightless birds. <laughs> That's tragic. Oh. We're land-based mammals. Fuck. Anyway, right. That's goats. Did you enjoy that assist, Mork? I, I knew. Fuck up. I, I, I am knew as soon as I told you that. No, 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 no. I knew as soon as I told you you should do the emu war. I, I knew that you were just gonna win. I was like, emu war's gonna win, obviously, because it's such a funny story. It is funny. But, uh, fair enough. Thanks. Yeah, it's a great story. I I um, appreciate the assist because I was I was looking for a minute. I was struggling so hard to find something not to do with sports, but I really wanted to do it. Yeah, Vinny did give me a pretty easy fucking alley oop. I guess it shows that the only way that you guys can beat me is if I beat myself. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck and that sends my winning streak. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, I was on like a twelve fucking game winning streak. I bottled this <laughs> with by beating myself. Giving Not really. You've answer. like you've made sure you could never bottle it by giving, own goal. <laughs> giving the opposition the cheeky. W- Do you know what I mean? You've like no, I just scored an own goal, mate. <laughs> you fucking psychologically unbottled losing because you knew it was going to come eventually and you're like how do I make myself lose but I don't actually uh, technically I won yeah that's what I mean <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. yeah I'm smart like that because Vinny actually gave me the idea for the Emu Wars thing so, by the way. yeah we got that <laughs> <laughs> but I'm cutting I'm cutting that also the audience think that I actually came up behind with, the lines yeah came up between with the lines Wars. right look <laughs> Here's the deal. This is all off camera. Michael, shut the fuck up. Here's the deal. <laughs> Thank- the emu war is the goat bottle slash yes. choke. Yes. All my Thank original content. <laughs> original content. If you ever feel down or depressed before taking your own life, read the emu war Wikipedia page, which I read mm. before, and it's just a fucking... That is pure yeah. ecstasy. My script. Um, in page form yeah and if you want to enjoy yourself more either listen to every single previous episode of goats 
subscribe to Amy's OnlyFans and have a wank, or I don't know, watch some football. Oh, I don't know. Um, <laughs> That's it. That's the only two things you can do to enjoy yourself, listeners. Wank, listen to goats, or watch football. And on that note, thank you very much for listening to this episode of the greatest podcast of all time. I've been Seb. I've drunk half a can of Diet Pepsi and I feel so anxious I might fucking be sick. <laughs> and um, yeah, that's, that's, that's that. See you for Kung Fu movie? Goat Kung Fu movie? Mm. Goat Kung Fu movie. And then we've got some fucking sick collaborations coming up. Mm. Um, we've got a load. We've got like three in the pipeline. Four, so that's going to be really exciting. Oh yeah, four. We Fuck four, yeah. yeah, Jesus Christ! And remember, we got Andrew Tate coming on the exclusive out of prison top G episode. Gonna... <laughs> if Andrew Tate came on the podcast, I just uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't come on the podcast. I just <laughs> Yo, I don't want to talk to I don't want to talk to that man. <laughs> I don't want to hear about him. He's a horrible man. He's my hero. That's the thing. He was like for a bit. He was like a bit of a meme, and it was like oh, he's maybe just a bit of a misogynist. Like when he talks, and then it turned out he was like a sex trafficker, and you're like oh. And he raped a girl. Oh, actually, really. Allegedly. <laughs> Don't Who would that. you rather have on the <laughs> podcast, Philip Schofield or Andrew Tate? <laughs> Andrew, uh, Philip Schofield. But he's gonna. He's like a proper Peter. Anyway, I've been Mark. Ah! That's my Amy noise. Love you. Bye. <laughs> Love you. Bye. Love you. Bye. Oh man. Seriously, what was that? Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.